Like with penis, just like with just same like, problem. Hashtag just like with penis. Hello and welcome to the Agony Cast, where we are improving culture through friendly competition. And this week's guests are: I'm Ryan. I am the theme song from Wings. I'm Nathaniel, back from the Jackoff Clinic. <laughs> uh, I'm Lars. I taught Ralph Macchio how to play the guitar. And I'm Jeremy, and I want to be your friend. So, long-time listeners will know how this game is played. Uh, we start with the two-minute win-it round. Two-minute win-it. Wherein uh, each contestant has theoretically two uninterrupted minutes uh, in which to re- respond to a predetermined prompt. The prompt uh, for this episode is uh, that Bill Clinton and James Patterson are co-authoring an upcoming book called The President is Missing. Uh, does it have an exclamation maybe, point? Maybe. Did we? Uh... It, it does okay. not, and that was troubling because you know, no. unlike Night Probe, the Night Probe series, they're not even using an exclamation point and interrobang. Maybe there's a comment in there. The president is missing. Uh, so, anywho, the our task was to read an excerpt from that forthcoming tome. And it looks like, Ryan, you'll be starting us off. Take it away. Great. So I, I took this a little bit different direction, but um, as and, and I, I have a, a treatment, not a, um, a actual excerpt. Um, and the reason why is, as a lot of people know, I have connections to the mass market uh, thriller publishing world through my relationship with Clive Cussler. Um, and uh, R.I.P. Cuss, you were taken too soon by Etruscan separatists. I uh, will miss you. <laughs> um, but uh, Cuss actually had a longstanding feud with James Patterson. Um, it started, he and Patterson did a treasure hunt one time, and uh, Patterson really screwed things up and kept Cuss from finding the scepter of Dagobert, the long-missing... Classic Patterson. <laughs> Classic Patterson. Um, and uh, Cuss was also furious that he was not the author selected for Patterson's ill-conceived and never-released novel, The Murder of Stephen King, which was supposed to be about Stephen King being murdered, um, and Cuss thought that it should be about him being <laughs> murdered. And, of course, Patterson never released the novel um, when it turned out that Stephen King actually was being threatened. Um, I don't know if it was by a van driver or what, but... Um, oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. Um, to, yeah. Too hot for the agony cast. Ooh, yeah. boy, where won't we go? All right, so anyways, I obtained, I used my contacts because it has some people on the inside of Patterson's operation, some double agents. Um, so I used my contacts to obtain a treatment for this new Clinton-Patterson novel, uh, The President is Missing. And what I can tell you is that most of the buzz about the novel is totally wrong. What I assume people are thinking of is like when the president gets kidnapped by terrorists or, you know, is abdicated or something like that. But it's not like that at all. The actual premise uh, is taken, and the title is taken from the beloved children's classic Miss Nelson is Missing. Um, and uh, in that tale, Miss <laughs> Nelson is this really nice teacher who her students don't appreciate her. So she dresses up in costume as the mean Miss Viola Swamp to teach her students to appreciate her because they're like, oh, I wish we had that nice teacher back again instead of this mean teacher. So like all good teachers, she uses deception and emotional blackmail to get her students to love her. And The President is Missing follows a similar storyline. So think of this as also kind of like an inverse Dave, the Kevin Klein movie. So you've got a nice but milk toast <laughs> President mm-hmm. Nelson. Think kind of like a Mitt Romney type. Um, slowly sinking in the polls despite doing great things for the country that nobody appreciates. So he loses his shirt and tie, dons a black leather jacket and a pair of sunglasses, spikes his black hair, and walks into a press conference introducing himself as the new president, Vincent Swamp, the new, mean, tough president of the United (laughs) States. Now, naturally, the press objects. (laughs) That's right. It takes names, gets results, doesn't take any shit. When the press objects that this is unconstitutional, uh, he says, shut up, any more questions. And nobody asks any more questions. They're scared of him. 
So President Swamp. This is quite literally from Sean Spicer's playbook. (laughs) (laughs) President Swamp starts enacting tough, unpopular laws. He basically brings the plot of Footloose and the Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells uh, world tour Mm. by outlawing dancing and music. He has national treasures like uh, Louis Anderson and Richard Karn rounded up and shot. (laughs) He declares that uh, no one can eat omelets anymore. Um, he reverts to the original pagan names of the days of the week, making people say Thor's Day. Um, and people hate this new President Swamp. They want President Nelson back. But where is he? Enter Secret Service Agent Desmond Dagger Danger. <laughs> Blonde-haired, steely-eyed, hard-nosed, hot-blooded, cold-hearted badass. With a rough past, a desire for redemption, and a soft side. He sets out on a thrilling adventure to find the missing president, Nelson. It goes through this journey, goes through America's patriotic treasures. So he's got an action-packed uh, speedboat chase through Boston Harbor, a shootout at the Liberty, Liberty Bell, a fistfight with goons over a butter churn at Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> and in a climactic scene, he impales a bad guy with the golden spike um, that commemorates where the railroads joined in nice. Utah. And uh, along the way, he meets a comely, busty librarian named Monica, who knows her way around more than the Dewey Decimal System, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Nobody does, actually. That's a line that uh, Patterson's editors are begging him to cut, but he won't cut it. Um, Together, through antagonistic but also flirtatious banter, they uncover clues and recruit an unlikely ally. Former President Bill Clinton, Mm. the lovable, muscular, genius-level intellect who remains our greatest president and the greatest leader in world history. Clinton (laughs) joins in the fun on the investigation and Twist ends up romancing not only our librarian character, (laughs) but also her three sisters. Plus, for good measure, Clinton also beds Melania Trump and Jane Sanders. (laughs) <laughs> Our threesome eventually finds the shocking, heart-stopping truth at the bottom of this mystery. President Swamp is really President Nelson trying to make Americans miss him. So Danger, Monica, and Bill set up an elaborate deception whereby they pretend to assassinate President Danger and restore Nelson to power now that Americans are desperate to have him back. But Clinton accidentally botches the plan, killing Nelson too, and ultimately <laughs> installing himself back as president again. Americans are thrilled to have Clinton back in office. As the book ends, Clinton turns and winks right at the reader and says, Did you miss me? And see. Nice. <laughs> Bravo. There's your plot. So what's the full name of Monica again? Uh, that wasn't in the treatment. It wasn't clear. Oh, okay. Chewinsky? Oh, here it is. It's Blo- Blowinski. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I think that's. I think we're, I think we're all drawn from, yeah, from a that, similar yeah. well here. Yeah. Surprising. <laughs> that, Those that, waters that, aren't very that deep. That tracks. <laughs> so, so the protagonist's last name is Danger, <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and their nickname note. is Dagger. Right. Yeah. As a side note, it's very hard to find an unnamed, an untaken D name that's not already associated with danger as the last name. I googled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek Danger. You mean you mean the scriptwriter googled yes, it? Yes. Yes. When they were coming up with names, the, the yeah. Patterson spent hours googling. Yeah. 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 Derek Danger already taken. Daryl Danger already taken. <laughs> Daryl Danger. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Hey, what's going on over here? <laughs> I'm Daryl Danger. <laughs> Danger's my last name. From the Arkansas yeah, right. Danger. Ryan, I prefer to think of this less like the Kevin Klein movie Dave and more like the Eddie Murphy Meet Dave. That's Ooh. the one where he's got all those people inside of him? I suppose. I refuse to watch it. I think I think just the one guy. Then there's the Eddie Murphy film where he becomes a politician. Is that f- foolish? Bowfinger? Oh, Schindler's List. Pluto Nash. <laughs> the, the Distinguished Gentleman is what that movie's called. Boomerang. Trading Places? Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that was a uh, shocking revelations in that text. Uh, it's going to be a great book. <laughs> yeah. It's like a... Uh, a story in the Cthulhu mythos. To hear it turns you insane. <laughs> All right. It uh, looks like up next is Nathaniel. Uh, let's see if you can top that, Teen Witch. Okay. I have, I have a copy of the preface, which was uh, leaked online. Ooh. So I'll, I will start. I'll read this. 
The gentleman caller buckled his belt. You're welcome, he said, tossing 17 golden oh, Sacagawea dollars on the 100 thread count sheets crumpled up at the end of the bed. He had to use a 20 when he bought his Metro Pass at the Foggy Bottom Stop. On his way home from work, he was now two loads lighter, he chuckles to himself. <laughs> I hope I never see you again, the call girl lied. <laughs> the tail's always better on the Virginia side of the Potomac, he thinks to himself. He lets her lie hang in the air. He's heard so many. The air he breathes is lies, and truth is like carbon dioxide. Something harmful uncontrollably exhaled, and it's his job to scrub it. Fully dressed and paid up, he leaves the room, taking an elevator to the car garage in the basement. He pulls up the ramp into the light of late afternoon. He reaches for his shades. As his government-issue car rolls over the speed bump, it groans a bit and feels sluggish. Fucking government car, he grumbles. <laughs> Already dreading the paperwork he'll have to complete to get the car's suspension inspected and fixed. Even someone of his highest levels in the State Department still has to do everything in triplicate. Carbon copies always tell the truth. Back in the apartment, appointed like a modest suburban home on the market, the call girl collects the 17 golden coins in a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. What a cuck, she says to no one. <laughs> She takes a shower, cleaning off the smell of beard oil and head and shoulders and shame. The things I do for my country, she thinks to herself with some ambivalence. It's hard to be a patriot when being a patriot makes you a prostitute. Once out of the shower, she returns to the bed, opening the top drawer of the nightstand. She removes the Gideon Bible, spitting on it before roughly placing it on the bed next to her. <laughs> what do these fucks know about morality, she thinks. Underneath the Bible is her, was her razor-thin communication device. She flips it on. Call sign Rome, Romeo Yankee Alpha November. Are you receiving me? Loud and clear, a voice from far away answers. Please update mission status. The mark has left the building. I repeat, the mark has left the building. She pauses, still not quite believing the events she has set into motion. POTUS is in the bucket, she says. POTUS is in the bucket. <laughs> That's that was amazing. And uh, our listeners may not know this because our identities are veiled, <laughs> but um, Nathaniel is a Washington insider, actually. Oh, I drew on my, years yeah. I drew on my extensive <laughs> geographical knowledge. <laughs> You've taken yes. that foggy bottom yes, stop a time or two. Yes. But what is the significance of Ryan, the full call sign? Well, don't ask me. I'm Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I have is the preface, gentlemen. No, that's a that makes me want to start reading. Yeah, yeah doesn't it? It really draws yeah, this you. Sounds in. like a good book. That's what? <laughs> what what yeah, country is she good. talking about? Yeah. Is it possible that we could collaborate and write this book uh, with the title "President Is Missing"? Comma the. <laughs> if you get, we could release it on like June first, yeah, like right before. If you drop the definite it. article, they for sure can't sue you. We got some. A president is missing. <laughs> <laughs> we got some time. I mean, the book doesn't come out till 2018, apparently. Oh yeah. yeah. And it it took the author of that preface about five minutes to put that together. <laughs> <laughs> Just multiply that by what? Uh, Three hundred, and we've got our book. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. In fact, the book should just be a series of prefaces. Yeah. Yep. It's perfect. It's like yeah. leaves. Of, it's like leaves of grass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's precisely and always like leaves of grass. <laughs> the men, the men called cuck, could be a series of vignettes. It always ends the same. Oh, Ryan, my Ryan. <laughs> wow, that was. Uh. All right then. Um, well, let's keep these good times rolling, Lars. Why don't you take over and give us your. Uh, your insight. And yeah, seriously, Nathaniel, the only uh, way that could have been better is if it had a Joe Morton as a driver in it. So good. Um, I, will, I will pass that note along yeah, to whoever wrote please it. Please do. Um, and I will Google that name. The President, <laughs> the President is Missing, A Mystery, by James Patterson and Bill Clinton, a Caldecott Medal and Newbery Award winner. <laughs> this is Bill, 
Uh, there's a picture of Bill Clinton as sort of a grown-up child. Uh, it's a caric it's a caricature, basically. Bill was president in the past, but what <laughs> we say Bill is we still say Bill is a president. It's confusing. And there's a picture of uh, newspaper reporters with the word press in their hats and question marks next to their uh, heads. Bill is married to Hillary. Hillary is now president. Uh, and there's a caricature of Hillary laughing happily. Uh, she looks a little horsey, but pretty good. One day, Bill was walking down the hallway of the White House, where he lives with Hillary. Someone called out, President! And Bill said, Why, yes, I'm right here. He was happy to be of use, as he had become very bored in the White House. The White House staff member said, Oh, I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. President. We're looking for Mrs. President. The President is missing. Uh, there's a picture of Bill Clinton and the White House staff member standing next to each other. The, the staff member is Monica Lewinsky, but that's never addressed. <laughs> I see, Bill said. Well, we've got to find the president. Okay, so for the rest of the book, you're supposed to participate as you read, right? So just say whether or not uh, you see the president in any of the pictures that follow. Uh, Bill and the staff member looked in the Oval Office. Was she in the Oval Office? It's a picture of the Oval Office. It's empty. I guess not. No. No. Very good. No. Do, is there any flaps that I can lift? No, no, no. There's, well, well mm. no, not yet. First time was lifting flaps on an oval. <laughs> was the president <laughs> in the kitchen? Uh, it's a picture of the kitchen. It's empty, but there's a large overturned pot in the middle of the floor. Feels like a no. No. Yeah. Surprise, no. she was in the kitchen. She was under the pot. Oh. Thank you for getting me out oh. of there, she said. I was going to make a birthday stew, but I don't like to cook. When I tried to reach the high shelf with the big pot, it fell down on me and trapped me underneath. Uh, and there's a very funny picture of these events. The president was safe. Uh, turn the page. And so was the president. And on the last page, uh, there's a picture of Bill Clinton in his pajamas eating jelly straight out of the jar. End of book. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are gonna love that yeah yeah i can't That's wait great. yeah well I'm, i can't wait to read that four thousand times <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. it reads really well too that's right and you mm -hmm. don't have to go through a lot of those you know is, are they here because there's only one where they're not yeah and then yeah. she appears right away it's it's no, a that's good, good book it's, for impatient kids yeah mm -hmm. and and impatient and impatient parents that's right and you know this will make an easy transition to a Masha and the bear style cartoon series that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it could be adapted into a movie eventually with like a Jamie Gertz or like a, you know, Amy Poehler or somebody playing the title role. Mm, the president continues to get yeah. lost. That's right. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. In the, mm -hmm. in the White Always House. a good Poehler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Some good Steve Vai <laughs> guitar licks in the background. All right. So it sounds like another children's book as. As I understand it, all three of them have been so far. <laughs> um, it looks like I'll wrap things up then. And uh, bad news, folks. Um, I've already got this one sewn up. Uh, because of my connections to Russian nationals, I've got back doors in all the Clintons' computers. Uh, so I actually have a manuscript of this whole thing. Uh, some surprises in here. There are four consecutive pages of onomatopoeia. Uh, also, Bill Clinton doesn't know how to spell Wyoming. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I've picked a passage here that I think is of particular import, uh, and I hope that'll be clear after I finish. <clears throat> I remarked when my per particular friend, Miss Arabella Smythe Simmons, entered the parlor that upon my walk I met the Lady de Forville in her phaeton crossing the Turnstable Bridge. The Lady de Forville! erupted Mama. Whatever could she want in Mirthwoodshire? Oh, I do hope you made yourself pleasant to her, Catherine, but not too pleasant. You know I detest pertness, and there's no hope of a cure. I informed Mother that I made myself as cheerful to her as any young lady who had walked two miles in the mud wearing her sister's bonnet, even though Lady de Forville's countenance may have soured the apples I had gathered in Mr. Rushett's field. The news was too much for dearest Mama, I fear for she was struck with a sudden fit of the fluttering spasms that have been her bete noir these many years. Alas, those of us who love her best must soldier on. And do you know who accompanied her in the carriage, I said, turning to dear Arabella? None other than her nephew, Mr. Reginald Dasham. 
Dasham, he's one of the richest men in the county. A smart match for the lady who can win him, added young Margaret with her characteristic gentility. Maggie, I retorted, is there no place in the heart for true feeling, particular sympathy? Don't scold, Kitty, said Mama. Would but you might drink a draft of your sister's good sense. I dare say, Mr. Dasham has 2,000 pounds a year from the living at Corsborough. But before Mama's kind lesson could take root, in all of a moment there was an uproarious clamor of shattering glass and splintering wood as something broke through the north window. Merther, cried Margaret, and I assure you that the bustle was of the most intense variety. But, but upon closer inspection, a hirsute figure cast in a heap resolved from the tumult. None other than Professor Bigfoot, the time-traveling Sasquatch bounty hunter, stood before us his waistcoat and unfortunate shambles. For Christ's sake, don't just stand there, ejaculated the heated skunk ape. Miguel's been hit. True to his word, Professor Bigfoot supported a swooned man with skin the color of caramelized sugar. A copious stain of red blood marked his torn cravat. Margaret shrieked and Arabella turned toward the fainting couch with only a moment to recover herself. The man's rent garments revealed upon his chest an image engraved into his skin, shooing with an E. Two serpents in, com in combat underneath a rising sun. Beneath the standard, a motto was printed, reading, Born to Fuck. The serpioid <laughs> bastards got him, uttered Professor Bigfoot, with the flame of fury in his enormous golden eyes. When will that Martian menace cease its ghastly stealing of Christian souls away to a short lifetime of toil on their deuterium plantations, Mama wailed. As tears welled in her eyes, the specter of young Cavendish Normont's strange disappearance was still fresh upon her breast. The strange man's uh, closed eyelids began to flutter. He mustered his heat and energy in a whirl, bringing round consciousness for a fleeting and I feared final moment. His lips parted. At first there was no sound, but only shallow exhales of breath. What is it, Miguel? asked Professor Bigfoot. What happened out there? The man's rolling eyes began to focus and clear. Before lapsing again into unconsciousness, he made one final attempt. The, the president, he uttered, is missing. The poor man could take no further exertions. His soul, it seemed, had departed for Elysium. Uh, 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 and it goes on. Very nice. There's something of uh, Dan Simmons to this. Uh, mm -hmm. In addition to uh, you know the sort of Anne of Green Gables Jane feel, Austen. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it was longer than two minutes though. Yeah, that, that's worth it. That's its only fault. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> that's no. all I can come up with. I would listen to this for hours. Are you going to read the audio book? Yeah, we should. You should record the audio version of this. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're already two minutes deep, or right. even longer, as, as Nathaniel's pointed out. So that could save a little money. Oddly, this this is that. the uh, entire book. That's it. <laughs> That's as far as Clinton's got. You know, I suppose he has until 2018. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> There's so many you and they and they not you. I'm sorry, you're just reading it. They've packed in so many compelling characters yeah. into a. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're all richly drawn, but also very quickly. It's 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 the efficient writing of a seasoned. Of a seasoned uh, a book writer. Yeah, That's that probably is... James Patterson coming through. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's he's a hit it's, machine. I think, yeah. I mean, he knows right. how to craft those characters. Almost yeah. Instantly. I think Bill Clinton just added the verb ejaculate, and that was his <laughs> contribution yeah. to the. I really like that it doesn't uh, condescend to explain any of the characters' locations or plot events. That's a real. Mm -hmm. It's a real. A, it's a real grown-up book. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it was tough to pick a particular passage. I mean, it's a dense, dense. Sure. Text. I mean, you mean you mean from the whole book you just read? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Even to identify where exam. one passage begins and ends, because it's so yeah. dense, it's really kind of just one long stream of consciousness mm -hmm. novel. Yeah. In fact, Jeremy's the only one who can read this book silently to himself. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that'll do it for the two-minute win-it round. <clears throat> Before we move on to the next portion of our show, uh, we ordinarily pause for a moment, uh, mostly so that I can pee. Um, but I think this time, Ryan, you're going to uh, lead us through something novel. Yes. Well, we have a um, – this is our interstitial right between this and the, um, the, the uh, speed round, correct? Yeah, is a, a robot – is this a robot voice going to come in at any point? <laughs> interstitial. Um, anyways, so I've prepared something. You know, there was quite a sensation – a few episodes back when I mentioned that as a child, I mentioned in passing, really, that my, as a child, my mm -hmm. father, we found a Red Hot Chili Peppers tape uh, camping, oh. and my father smashed it with a rock. 
Um, <laughs> I have no recollection of this. <laughs> Every time it it lands yeah. like a body blow. And um and and Jeremy had postulated later he was wondering whether this was done in like a righteous anger or more of like a civic minded virtue, like oh someone will find this tape and be corrupted. And my recollection is the latter, that it was like well we can't leave this here for some innocent youth to find. I don't know why we didn't throw it away. I suppose that would have been dude. You know, someone could have, the garbage man could have found it, potentially. Um, But anyways, that led me to thinking about other moments from my religious upbringing in the Church of Christ that um, might cause a shock to those who didn't experience them but might have seemed normal to me. So what I've done is I've collected um, three actual events and two made-up events from my religious upbringing, and your job is to guess which two are not true. So I'll give you all five. Now, Nathaniel, you have a bit of an edge here because uh, one of these has been mentioned repeatedly on the uh, Bachelor podcast, which I also participate in. I hate to mention another podcast on this one. Uh Uh-oh, the veil Um, of your identity has been pierced. Please, please save that for the. Please save that for the plug. <laughs> right. The what's what are you up to at the end that we all do? Lars mentions his comedy shows. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, I've got five five things here. Three actually happened, and two are made up. Your job is to identify the two made up ones. Okay. So the first one is that when I was twelve, uh, the youth group wanted to go see Mr. Baseball as a youth group event, the Tom Selleck vehicle. And my mom would not allow me to go because it was rated PG-13, even though, ironically, it was an event sanctioned by the youth group. So that's number one. Number two, while on a mission trip once, our youth group went to Planet Hollywood Phoenix for dinner. And uh, everyone was so scandalized by the experience, especially because the... um, Waiters were all wearing striptease shirts. It was right when the Demi Moore film was going to be released. Um, that we had to have a two-hour debrief later about how scandalizing the uh, the incident was. Mm-hmm. That's number two. <clears throat> number three, I was forbidden from singing any songs from Space Jam in high school because the existence of aliens threatens the idea of a Christian <laughs> god. Uh, number four. Oh, shit. I particularly... I participated in a protest of local Seattle weatherman Steve Poole when he said on air that God does not affect the weather. So later we had to have a protest (laughs) outside of the uh, Como News 4 uh, station to protest that Steve Poole was being uh, heretical on television. Uh, Number five. uh, What? What now? Wait, wait, is this this an elaborate joke? Is it four truths and a lie? No, no, you have to pick two things. Two of them are lies. Okay. I didn't there know are two demands. lies to shake it yeah. to shake it up. I think two we're on of these two are not truths true. and a lie, and now it's jumped up to. Th- it's now jumped up to three truths and two lies. <laughs> Just to show you he's serious, I'm adding another one. <laughs> okay, go on. All right. Uh, as an official youth group event in high school, uh, my youth group uh, took a van to pray outside of a strip club for the lost souls inside. Hmm. All right, so those are the five. So uh, to, to hash them out real quick, Mr. Baseball, uh, Planet Hollywood, uh, Space Jam, Weatherman Steve Poole, or a Strip Club Prayers. Those can we, are the can five. I ask a, can I, can I ask a clarifying sure. question? Is, is, I, I hope the answer is no, but obviously it's, we're too deep into it. Is this, is, this is not a situation in which like, one word's going to be changed. Like, oh, no, it wasn't a strip club. It was a titty. No, no. Is there to- <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. what that's what the youth minister actually used. Yeah, instead, okay. it was a, it, it was a vagina bar. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a follow up question for Lars, up. which is: Can you parse out the different varieties of adult club for me? <laughs> and where does the Ramada that does oil wrestling on gym mats fit? <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's that's, a, that's actually the speed round. They topic. do that on a on like a, a mat with a crucifix. I think that's okay for the the family crowd. Yeah, I think yeah. that it's yeah. We I went think to it that. Goes that was another youth Ramada Ramada oil wrestling, and then a little deeper is uh, live models in Lafayette. Right. Remember sure. that was it? Yeah, lingerie uh, modeling. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, so then, and then, uh, titty bar, as it's known so crassly, uh, just a bar where top where they got tits are. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's they're on right. the menu. Yeah, they're on the menu. Well, yeah. I mean, if well, depends on yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the, then, a, and then a strip club, and then, uh, and then a prostitution ring, and then Dave and Buster's. 
if, <laughs> if you do it right. right you know what end. I mean? If you, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, their, their, their stalls are all extra wide for a reason. Uh, so, Ryan. Um, yes. <laughs> can you clarify a few, a few things for me about Absolutely. how? Absolutely, yes. What kind of church did you grow up in? <laughs> now, did you guys at any point hold snakes? No. Was no it the Church of Space Jam by any chance? No, no snake handling, no tongues. No, no speaking tongues. In tongues. In fact, okay. um, though, okay. yeah, no, no kissing with tongues, no speaking in tongues. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff actually was too scary. Okay. For the also, um, the I should mention this: the Church of Christ does not allow instruments. That's, That's right. one of its big yeah. theological tenets. Now, no could you dance at your prom? Uh, we could, but we had to lie to my grandma about it. <laughs> <laughs> about, I assume you mean about going to prom. By the way, with, yes. with, with your yeah. sister. I think, I think what Jeremy's really asking is, all these are false, right? <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a trap. So yes, yeah, so, okay. So and by the way, that's not to be a stickler for the rules, but this is the question. <laughs> yeah, let's this, get on the fine points. This is the question right. portion. Legally, and then at some point you'll close it, and then we'll start voting, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, question. Correct. Question portion still open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm ready to vote. Do we vote individually okay. or collectively? I- individually. Okay. I've already forgotten all of them. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll, this I'll, is too complicated. Okay. So the first one. Was the Mr. Baseball? That's true. Okay. The second the, one is Planet Hollywood. Scandalous gonna, Planet Hollywood. I'm going to say false for I, that I would, one. Okay. I would love it okay. if you would just this, tell this, us which ones you think are false. Space Jam, false. No, no I want to go through all three of them. <laughs> Five okay. of them. Face, false. Space Jam, and then okay. the weather and the strip club are both true. Okay. Those are Nathaniel's guesses. You Lars. think Planet Hollywood and Space Jam are false? Yes, I'm okay. going true, false, false, true, true. Okay, I'm going true, true, false, true, false, which is Space Jam and the Strip Club are lies. Or okay. uh, fibs. Okay, right. <laughs> I mean, by lying at all, I'm committing oh, a sin. And just a quick follow-up. Venial sins, as we would say in the Catholic Church. Ryan, yeah. your youth group would not have taken you to the place where they were wrestling on the crucifix because the crucifix is a popish symbol. Right, uh, that, that would have been terrible. Yeah, that yeah. would have been worse than uh, the strip club. That's worse than reading Maccabees. <laughs> I guess I meant cruciform, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I think Peter Straub should write that book with Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Good old left field. And Jeremy. probably, um, probably that weatherman one isn't true, right? And and, okay, <laughs> and that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here are the big reveal. Ready? This is everyone. All our listeners are waiting on tender hooks right now. <laughs> now you gotta go. You gotta do Nathaniel rules, right? You gotta go one at a time. Tender okay. hooks. Which one at a time? Mr. Baseball. Mom wouldn't let me go see Mr. Baseball. True. That right. did happen. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going to Planet Hollywood, being scandalized by it. True. That happened. <laughs> oh. Forbidden oh. from seeing any songs from Space Jam. False. Yes. Did not happen. Uh, participated in local Seattle weatherman protest. False. Did not happen. Oh. Yeah. Uh, praying outside of the strip club. True. Happened. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I was, I've, I mean, my thinking on the planet Hollywood is why were you allowed to go to the planet Hollywood at all? Well, that was the question that was circulated later. Yeah. You're yeah. my, you're <laughs> yeah. I mean, Your I, thought, I actually thought the same place as a lot of it. our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think the thing is like, why would you have, there mean, no instruments in church, but you're going to go to a place where they're on the walls? Strange. I mean, yeah. Yeah. makes no so, sense. Avert your eyes! It's Prince's tiny guitar! <laughs> my, my answer was wrong, but also right. It was also right. Now, um, I do want to clarify, this is the Planet Hollywood and not the Hard Rock Cafe. Right. For those of yeah. you who are confusing right. those two establishments. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, but honestly, the objection still applies. <laughs> sure. yeah. I can't where does Church Dogma come on that split? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the great schism. I, can't, I just can't yeah. picture no, you. You can go to the Planet Hollywood, but the Hard Rock Cafe is apocryphal. <laughs> I, can't keep, I can't stop imagining you as a child praying outside a strip club because you talk about the banality of evil. Like Most strip clubs are very dull-looking. I feel like in kind of unthreatening. I mean, as a kid, I always thought the strip club's going to look like a Hell House from Beetlejuice, whatever that thing is, but it's just, you know, right, just it's a lot really of sad just kind people. of a sad brick building yeah. is what mm-hmm. I recall. Real yeah, talk, real... um how, how many of you have been to strip clubs? No. I've been I went to one once. 
Yeah, same, same here. God, I, su- I suddenly feel much, much worse than I did about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to go to one for my bachelor party, and uh, I told my wife, and she burst into tears. Oh. So we just, <laughs> we just went my to So which one did you end up going to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. My wife accidentally went to one, thinking that it was a... Uh, like a music club, and she asked the uh, bouncer who was playing that night. <laughs> Crystal, <laughs> Dallas, and then walked in to see a woman upside down on a pole, and realized why the bouncer had laughed at her. Oh man! Did the oh, guy man. she was with do the popcorn trick? Yep, yep. Oh, that, it was me. Uh, I should that point was out the one time I went to a strip club. I should point out that um, I went to a strip club for my bachelor party in Las Vegas. This is this is the crowning achievement where um, one of the fellow patrons was Jimmy Khan. What? Nice. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that is something actually. And there were um, there were, boy, beautiful women. Yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. And I talked to one for a while about um, <laughs> uh, her university education. It's a complete yeah. f- uh, fabrication, of course. But you know, I, I need I need the narrative. I need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, James Khan has a soft spot for hard nipples. Indeed. <laughs> And then later that evening, he beat the shit out of me with a trash can lid. <laughs> oh, if I ever touched his sister again, he'd kill me. I think he speaks for all of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, artificially hard nipples because they put them in those little plastic things. Uh, Not in Las Vegas, they don't. Kansas. No. Kansas. You, you, went, you, went, you went to a quality place. I went to Regina's House of Dolls in Southern Indiana. So. <laughs> Were they literally dolls? Maybe yep. that's why they were so yeah. hard. There was a huge misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it still got the job done, but it was confusing for a while. Jeremy starts, yeah, yeah Nathaniel starts singing yakety sax and taking the clothing <laughs> off the dolls. <laughs> oh, right. Well, thank you for that terrifying yeah. glimpse yeah. in your yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> The thing of it Just is... Just a little peek. And, you know, I knew that Space Jam one was false because... Did you know that Space Jam wasn't actually a movie? It's a collective hallucination? <laughs> <laughs> Not according to the website, which is still online. Yeah. I don't want to wade, wade into the waters of the... Uh, did uh, Sinbad star in a Shazam-style movie. <laughs> the uh, people listening will understand that deep cut. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. All right, so uh, moving on to our speed round. Speed round. Um, which is a uh, an oxymoron. Oh, I had a bunch of truths and a lie. No, is that not a <laughs> We're not all doing it? Lars, we're going to have to put that on the shelf till next time. We, we don't want right. to spill. It worked out really well. It turned out to be a really good prompt for radio. <laughs> really good activity for audio. Yeah, no, I because yeah, because I would have loved visuals. Yeah, like a can we do like a agony cast animation of that particular? Can someone animate that for us? <laughs> yeah, someone get that on our YouTube channel. It doesn't exist. Mom, mm-hmm. I know you're listening. Just do that. All right, so moving on to the old speed round. Um, let's see. So here we'll respond to some impromptu stems. The first one it looks like is what's the next movie? It's going to become a big Broadway musical. Uh, I don't know why this was asked. Was something recently transformed into a big Broadway musical? Or are we just still hung up um, on Spider-Man killing a lot of people? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they did a... <laughs> we're, uh, still, we're still working through our collective trauma. There was a Debbie Does Dallas musical, you know. And, oh, there's uh, a Karate Kid one recently, cool. right? Uh, there's a, a Mean Girls was a musical, or is it yeah, about to become a musical? As Legally musical. Blonde, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. All over the place. Yeah. yeah. That, does that answer your question, Jeremy? Yeah, Legally Blonde 2, I think, probably. <laughs> is that good enough for you? Are those your responses, yeah. or were those uh, no. proof? We're done. We're done. That's it. Uh, the Ten Commandments. Is that true? Not not, not the Cecil B. DeMille movie, the, the commandments themselves. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they were a movie? Take musical They were a movie. Oh, right. They'd have to be a movie. Well, I mean, okay. So the movie I filmed of me performing the Ten Commandments. and then, per- What do you uh, mean performing the Ten Commandments? Yeah, like breaking them in sequence. Did you commit adultery? Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. So Lars's snuff film called The Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah, the adult. Yeah, but the it's, greatest you know, story it's ever told. <laughs> it's four hours with an intermission. That was just for Jeremy. I hear they're making a musical out of the movie Hairspray. <laughs> okay. So should we start? Should we start actually answering this? Yeah, we're doing yeah, it. Are we ready? Okay. I'd, okay. I'd say. Um, Hacksaw Ridge yeah. directed the musical directed <laughs> yeah. by Mel Gibson. And then, of course, the reviews are all going to be, this is a hack. <laughs> all, all of the reviews. 
<laughs> reviews. Yes. Every single review. That's my theater critic uh, voice, by the way. Yeah. Mel Gibson really Trojan horsed himself back into the scene with that one, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, but yeah. you for- didn't think this was mine. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I hear that Kurt Russell is taking Bone Tomahawk to the stage. Oh, and uh, I was actually thinking Captain Ron. <laughs> yeah, Captain I was actually Ron. hoping for uh, Escape Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. Well, where, maybe or Escape Escape L.A. Somewhere. Sorry. You know what? A Kurt Russell musical that's just a medley of his screen roles would be fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he, that... but I think probably Hugh Jackman playing the part of right. Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's a good idea. So are you you're suggesting a jukebox musical based on the films of Kurt Russell? Why not? Yeah, no, I like that. It just goes through different vignettes. Uh huh. Yeah. Who would play young Kurt Russell from like the uh, Disney days? The computer wore tennis shoes and that kind of thing. Kurt Kurt Russell. He plays the young uh, version of himself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But Hugh Jackman not. plays the older. <laughs> yes. Version. The um the CGI um. Uh, Jeff Bridges from Tron Legacy. <laughs> God, woof. He needs work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. His IMDb page is looking pretty sad these days. Other All right. options for big Broadway musicals? Hmm. I, I think this Dead Air would make a pretty good musical. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's because we're such theater buffs. <laughs> I know. I would like to see another superhero musical that's killing people. I mean, why should Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. have all the fun? I mean, like a Fantastic Four like musical Six that just was yeah. wiping people left and right. They turn that's people the invisible and they just they can't find them again. Yeah. Yep. Right. Schindler's List. <laughs> right. Passenger 57. <laughs> well, I mean, what would be one that would be really easy to stage? Uh, My Dinner with Andre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something simple yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, Billy Crystal's got to be in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Phone Booth. That movie phone where um, Ryan Gosling is just buried alive for an hour and a half. I think that's your thing. <laughs> those are two different No, no, movies. I understand phone that. <laughs> One is called Phone <laughs> okay. Booth. Colin <laughs> we Farrell is trapped in a phone booth. The other is, is uh, a name okay. I can't recall. But let's let's mash those alive. together, and the phone booth is just six feet above the buried alive coffin. <laughs> yeah, right. Because we can't got... get the rights for both of those, <laughs> so we're gonna have to kind of mix so, and match. Can we can we can we slip in some 127 hours yes. into that? Too? There we go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It trapped yeah, in a phone for, booth yeah. underground with your arm pinned in the door of the phone booth. He gets out of it by tricking the assassin into shooting his arm off. <laughs> Mm. Well, all right. That'll do it for that one. Um, Lovely bones. Why not? Uh, Let's see. So the second one is things about our world that will most surprise Walt Disney when his frozen head is finally thawed. Ooh. Uh, Failure of the Holocaust? Yeah. Jews are still here. Yeah. That'll be a bummer for him. Yeah. I was going to go with, you can turn your phone on with your face. I was going to go <laughs> a totally no, no, no. different direction with this. No, Uncle Walt, Walt saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He won't, that's believe, how, yeah. he won't believe that uh, that ride, that song of the South is locked up in the vault still. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he'll use Moana and the presence of other sort of yeah, uh, actors of color. To bring I'm assuming his head's in the vault, so he'll wake up going, what is this doing here? <laughs> <laughs> His first 10 minutes of new life will just be him saying, Come on, mm-hmm. Song of the South, come on, <laughs> zippity doo Well, I think it's probably playing continuously in the vault. <laughs> yep. You know, it's just, yeah. That is where that song is from. We're not making Cars 4, we're making Song of the South, Pixar. <laughs> Ooh, and then we're turning it into a Broadway musical. Hey, there it is. Yes. There it is. Synergy, Synergy. yeah. <laughs> hmm. I guess he'll be happy to hear that they're rebooting DuckTales. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though yeah. he will also say, what's DuckTales? I mean, when did, <laughs> <laughs> when did he die for context? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 1743. That's right. That's correct. You mean you don't call him Steamboat Willie anymore? 1966. <laughs> Are you talking about the sexual act? Yeah, 66. <laughs> so yes, the results of World War II would be a surprise. To <laughs> I think what happened? Yeah. Uh, he was pretty busy. Yeah, that's right. He'll I mean, I guess he'll be to, uh, he'll be surprised that they faked the moon landing at Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, good that's one. Right. 
Yeah. It was all done on a soundstage. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be. He'll be surprised that they never made Donald Duck wear pants. Oh, I yeah. think he thought yeah, there was going to be right. like a, a, you know, a window in which that was acceptable. But no, we're still good with it. Yeah. Or alternately, yeah. that they never showed his corkscrew penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That'll be the, or they uh, put it on the back. second 10 minutes of reanimation. Come on! The penis! Yep. Walt was a real stickler for, for uh, anatomical accuracy. <laughs> hours and hours crouched over the board just doodling yep. that corkscrew penis. With duck models yep. everywhere. Don't tell me you've destroyed my flipbook animations of, of Donald Duck getting a boner. <laughs> and then opening a bottle of wine. Yeah. While, Walt dis- while Mickey Mouse whistles at him. <laughs> Walt, it's three in the morning. Leave me alone, Roy! <laughs> uh. All right, so the last speed round prompt. Ooh, and this is timely as if randomly pulled off a list. <laughs> um, you know, given that Hillary Clinton's got this new book coming out, what are some skeletons that are in Tim Kaine's closet that she's going to, uh, you know, open up and expose? What are some skeletons in Tim Kaine's closet revealed in Clinton's new book? I would say like a, a sweater vest with some some studs on it, like some of those uh, yeah. punk studs. I think a lot of a lot of ties, like embarrassing ties, Ooh. and I think actual skeletons. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to be a uh, senator without murders. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of cardigans. Yeah, but like but cardigans that have things like sassy and pink on them, so like <laughs> shorts that say sassy on the sassy. bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. like a like a learn Spanish in six short weeks book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, just to clarify, I don't think we're talking about literal items in a literal closet. Usually, when someone <laughs> uses this phrase, it means kind of what secrets that they have that they don't want to. Uh... Yeah. I think these are all yeah. Secrets. That's the, that's yeah. yeah no, that's we what we were talking about. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. That's what I we're get saying. it. Yeah. He doesn't want people a lot of to them find happen to sweaters. be. Yeah, a lot of them happen to be material objects. Yeah. Did that, we just tick off like your shopping list, Jeremy? Pretty much. Like, I want all those things. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, so what are some what are some immaterial skeletons in his closet? Uh, he probably knows where the Ramada that they do oil wrestling fits in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. He's the manager of that Ramada. Pretty much. Yeah. He was. He walked into the strip club as Ryan and his friends prayed outside of him. Oh man, he looked Sliding like a particularly uh, seedy character too, wearing his sweater yeah, vest with those punk Stanley. studs all over it. <laughs> That's right. Or Stanley Tucci's fake mustache from the Lovely Bones. One secret is that the only Spanish he knows is Melamo Tim Kane. <laughs> <laughs> he um is. I mean, I think... Oh wait, I should translate that. It means my name is Tim Kane. Nice. That's I think good. he's a scrapbooker, which is which is both an activity that he does, but also his closet's full of scrapbooking yeah. stuff. Yeah, like all those special scissors and stickers, three hole punches. But it's a scrapbook of him killing someone to become senator. That's Wait, why it's in go the back, closet. Oh. Go back to Nathaniel. I want to hear some more things involved in cropping. Um, you have to have those those particular kinds of paints. Uh huh. Um, you can get special kinds of paper that have patterns already on them. Mm, yeah. Um, the little pal- plastic sheets, the little frame stickers that keep pictures in place. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you need lots of really quality cloth covered three ring binders, is a big part of that world, too. <clears throat> Don't they make like caption bubbles so you can make it look like the people oh, in yeah. the pictures are speaking? Mm-hmm. You can get thought bubble stickers, yeah. captions. OMG. Sometimes yeah. you can get, you know, if you're doing a scrapbook for a young man, you can get those pow, zap, kaboom oh, nice. stickers, too. Yeah. Do you think Tim like Kaine's going to come out with his post-mortem about the election? Also called What uh, Happened, it, but with a question mark? And and it's a scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, his book's going to be called If I Did It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it's just, full of, it's just full of emails that he printed off. Prequel to The President is Missing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other skeletons. Yeah, he, he, that time his, he ghost he, wrote uh, that. <laughs> he ghost yeah, wrote right. the thing that Bill Clinton and James Patterson are writing together. <laughs> it was, yeah. It he actually, another skeleton, in his, another skeleton in his closet is that he ghost wrote Ghost Dad, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is soon to be a Broadway musical. <laughs> yes. Wow, perfect. Starring <laughs> Bill Cosby, weirdly enough. <laughs> the zeitgeist is right. He, yep. he refuses to go away. Refuses. <laughs> it only looks like I can walk through walls because you've been drugged. 
Oh, Another skeleton in his closet could be that time that he won a guitar battle on behalf of Willie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Hellhounds on your tail. <laughs> yep. Mm. I Plus all imagine... those spooky Halloween decorations. Yeah. Mm. I would imagine that he has the scepter of Dagobert in his closet somewhere. Mm. Some, it has it's some unpublished uh, Clive Cussler manuscripts. Yes. Yeah. Some some Cussler fanfic. All appropriately tr- punctuated. <laughs> yes, that he's, that he's trying to sell to Dean Koontz. <laughs> there was that lost episode of the Cuss cast he was on with you, right? I'm That's sure he right. doesn't want anybody to know about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he swore that we could never release that. Yeah, his take <laughs> on violence against women was almost as bad as Lars's. <laughs> All right, the increasingly oxymoronic speed round has come to a close. Um, so now let's move on to the, uh, the vote. Vote. Um, so it's been a while since we've done this and it's all meaningless anyway as recent events have shown us Um, so let's just go through and um, I don't know either tell us who you voted for or pick something untrue about Ryan Uh, Ryan what what do you think here Uh, I would vote for Nathaniel he um, that passage that he read was fantastic I know he didn't write it but he procured it and so that was uh, accomplishment enough that's right. For millennials, yeah. curating is a thing. That's right. That's authorship now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Nathaniel, which way I'm going to vote for Ryan for his putting a thumb in her eye and not following the rules. <laughs> I like his badass Clive Cussler approach to the two minutes of win it round. <laughs> Clive won't be put in a box. Yeah, plus, yeah, and like Clive Cussler, that should have get you killed, Ryan. <laughs> if there's one thing Clive Cussler is not, it's formulaic. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Lars, yeah, is, I, what's uh, your vote? Yeah, I vote for Nathaniel, hands down. Easy. Great job. Yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, go along with the uh, clear winner here and, and say Nathaniel as well. Nathaniel, that means the burden uh, falls to you to select our prompt for next time. All right. Hold on to your asses, knuckleheads. How would the world be different if Tom Hanks' career sputtered after Splash? Ooh, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> Who among us hasn't answered that question in their own minds? In their own bathtub. Yeah, that's that's actually, there's a, a new Gingrich novel, an alternate history of that uh, very question. And uh, I was given one of those as a Christmas gift by my in-laws, who aren't quite sure what I like to read. <laughs> Does the title that's end right. in an exclamation point? <laughs> mm. burr, burr, burr. And the conclusion to Lars's show within a show in which he tries to get Jeremy to uh, utter that famous crossroads catchphrase by issuing no fewer than five references to the film crossroads hidden within this episode no, has I, come to a close I said hellhounds crossroads on your one yeah but you didn't say the one that you said if you ever got the chance to say it again you would say well, so i already said it you're talking about legba no. this well, is all getting cut no, out no, too. you haven't said it yet <laughs> god what is happening you have one final chance to issue that famous catchphrase. No, I, I don't do things on command. All right, uh, so that'll do it for this episode. Next time, we will talk about Tom Hanks' career and Splash and a few other things. All right, that's it. I don't know how to end these. Bye.